Welcome back to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, James Kana and Clowny, Anthony and Moose. Hello. What's up? Uh, simultaneous again. What's up? Well, <laughs> we can be. We can be simultaneous. Nothing wrong with that. I, I, you know, I went back and listened to the last one, and it worked out. And Moose did say, oh, I thought it didn't hello. work out. I thought it worked out when we were doing it live, but when I listened back, I got cut out. Moose's voice like overpowered mine. <laughs> he's got Just that came deeper. In there. So he's he's the James Connor. He's the yeah. James Connor. Took it over. Yeah, that which leaves you is the clowny. The clowny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two two names from the news this week. Moose, are you uh, searching something there? I am. I can see. I can see it. Okay, I bring am. it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going with uh, Hydroman. Ah, Hydro Man. That would be me as I'm drinking water. From Spider. He's the villain from Spider Man. I don't remember that villain, Hydro Man. Oh, yes. I'm guessing he shoots water. He turns he into is, water. He is water. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was in one of the, uh, was it the Tobey Maguire one? No, no, no. That, that, that was the guy who turns into sand. Right. Sandman. It's from the, you, you would see him a lot in the 92, 93 cartoon or 91, 92 cartoon, Spider Man. One with the awesome yes. intro with the electric yes. guitar. And he he kidnaps Mary Jane. Yes. And then and then Peter Parker thinks she dies because then she turns to water and she disappears, but it was a whole yeah. thing. And then Madame Webb shows him the alternate reality. Oh wow, 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 wow. That's Something let's recap the whole should we recap the whole series? No, it's on Netflix. You should go watch it. There we yeah. Go. Amazing. What, which one? The nineties uh, cartoon? Actually, no. Now it's on on Disney. on Disney, but I think it was okay. on yeah, Netflix. it was on Netflix. Even the the ninety or whatever whatever year it was ninety two. Let's just say ninety two. Even the X Men that came out and they had the crossover. Those were two sick series. How'd they get all the actors available for the crossover? Is that a joke? Uh, yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke because <laughs> it's animated. <laughs> voice actors but yeah um all right guys <laughs> in the news this week james connor the veteran i guess you call him veteran running back formerly of the pittsburgh steelers has signed with the arizona cardinals and we're gonna part of this discussion is gonna be at a game we're gonna play later but Ooh. what do you think uh the prospects for james connor are? just real quick and with his new team the cardinals I mean, I, I think it's I think it's great for James Conner. I think it's great for the Cardinals. Um, I, you know, realistically, James Conner is all about his health. Uh, I don't think he's the the greatest running back in the NFL, but he's uh, he's a hard runner. He's uh, he can he can run well. I mean, he's had a thousand yard seasons. He had ten touchdowns last season. So I think if he you know if he runs behind a good front line, you can expect you know, good fantasy production from James Conner, provided he's healthy. Anthony? Uh, I, as you all know, I'm not the biggest James Conner fan. Uh, we have talked about his Do we all issues. know that? Yeah, I think you too. Okay, all right. And I've mentioned throughout uh, season one of the podcast that it's just, it was a bad idea to draft him. And he finished 26th, so just outside the top... Uh, the wide receiver uh running back uh one and two um 
I mean, you can't rely on him. You want a running back, especially somebody with his talent. You want him to be on the field most of the time. So I just don't think it's worth the risk to draft him early. So uh, I'm trying to look up his 2019 finish because I, before the podcast, I had said to a couple friends not to draft him in 2019. One of my friends did draft him and let him down. What was when was James Conner's big year? 2018. Was that I his? think so because he finished 33rd uh, in 2019. So two unproductive years, I would say, for the talent that he is and where people project him to be drafted. So that's the issue. I think it's just people have to. I think all the platforms have to rank him a lot lower. Have to take into account that he is injury prone and he should be a later draft pick i mean it's a good spot for him to land if he's healthy it's a great team a high-powered offense and it would be good for him but he has to stay healthy i think i think you're both right there the the health is the number one question for me with regards to james connor the second is usage when he was on when he was seemingly healthy last year on pittsburgh they were not using him every drive they were having him sit for for entire drives, uh, entire quarters, it seemed like, and they were given Benny Snell as opportunity, Anthony McFarlane in there. So, why? Why was he not being used? You know, Did you that's just, the question. Well, you just pulled to me. You, what? It's, it's Benny Snell, right? Yeah, Benny yeah. Snell. You said Snell's. You pulled to me. You gotta check back. There. I think I said Benny Snell's in there. He did, mm. but I think I think one of the Thanks, one of the big things to note, <laughs> and uh, I think I mentioned it when we brought up uh, Kalen Balage, is that in, in James Connor's biggest year, he was a pass catching back. He had mm. uh, yeah. he was just shy of 500 receiving yards. So I think in Arizona, if they dump it off to him, you know we could. We could potentially see a 2018. Well, then, and then that's the question. So how is he going to be used in Arizona? Arizona signed him, but pretty late in the free agency game. And they already mentioned, coach already came out and said, Chase Edmonds could be our everyday starter if we need him to. So what are we seeing here? Because if 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 uh, James Conner is going to slot into the Kenyon Drake role from last year, I think he's still pretty serviceable. Um Kenyon Drake was kind of the red zone guy and was getting quite a few touchdowns towards the end of the year in the back half of the year, front half of the year, not so great. But how are they going to use Chase Evans? Because Chase Evans is usually the pass catching guy. Yeah. So I would I would assume, I would come to this assuming without any other information that James Conner is not going to get that many passes. Um, yeah. I, I don't think he'll be the pass catching back. Moose is right. Uh, in 2018, he finished sixth. Uh only had one receiving touchdown though, but twelve rushing touchdowns. I think he'll be the. I have him ranked seventh on sleeper. Fantasy data has sixth. That's so well, interesting. Is that is one of you, Dave? I think you're looking at full PPR. Anthony, are you looking at half? I'm looking at half. So we, okay. but I know sleeper is a little bit off. But I don't know which one you're looking at, Dave. But I'm looking at half point PPR. He had 13 games. So again, he missed quite a few games, and he had his breakout year. I think that was that is. That's pretty big. That's when Lev Bell sat out. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very hard to duplicate that. And he missed games as well. So going into a role where he's going to be splitting time, I think they're just going to use them as the ends, the the red zone guy to run in the touchdown. Yeah, right there. And uh, I had a burp, a little burp. (laughs) You you warded off a burp. It sounded like you're having a heart attack. (laughs) 
and um, yeah, and I think Chase Edmonds, uh, like you mentioned, uh, they want him or they think he can be the lead back, but he is a patch casting catching back. So I don't think James Conner will steal that work away from Chase Edmonds. So mm. I think it'll be a one-two punch. Okay, so it's kind of bad. It's I mean, it's good for James Conner that he has a place, a team, but it's not good for Chase Edmonds' stock. So if they had not, if Arizona had not got brought in another running back, and it yeah. was just Chase Edmonds and Eno Benjamin, ooh, then Chase Edmonds, it would have been a great stock. Would have great, yeah, up. great running back to target. Now with James Conner there, it it brings Chase Edmonds back down to reality, and James Conner is still relevant and in the mix. So remember what we talked about when we get back to the game later. Yeah, but I, I, I still oh, think you should, you should you should probably if you are someone who believes that Chase Edmonds was going to be the starter, then you should still draft him pretty high. Right. Yeah. Because I, I, I think James James Connor statistically will be injured. Right. So <laughs> so if you are yeah, a firm believer, we don't want him to be. But we don't want him to be. Mm-hmm. But you know, statistically, he will be. So if you are that firm Chase Edmonds believer, then you should still be drafting him pretty high as a handcuff. And and just to support what you're saying right now, I believe I I, I still think Chase Edmonds is the starter. Sorry, Anthony. I don't think Chase Edmonds is the handcuff to James Conner. Chase Edmonds is the starter. I think. Anthony? That I'm not sure of. I would, I'm assuming that because they said that they do believe he can be a number one uh, running back, but I don't know. It, anything can happen. Yeah. But just you know, to give you, they said they said that, and then they drafted James, or they uh, they signed Sign. James yeah. Conner. So it's kind of like, well, maybe they were just hyping up uh, old Chase. Yeah, but you need you need you need another running back. You can't have two running backs and and one of them be Eno Benjamin in your running back room. Right, it's got to bring someone in, and it's not like they were really looking for someone because then they would have signed someone else earlier in free agency, right? And a little late for him. Just to give you guys an idea, Chase Edmonds finished two spots behind James Conner last year, and Chase Edmonds was not in a lead back role where no, James Conner was. And Chase Edmonds looked very good in the latter, like the few games where Kenyon yeah. Drake was injured. Chase Edmonds was really good. Yeah. So, I mean, they're neck and neck there, but James Conner had all the opportunity. Yes, he did play three less games than Chase Edmonds, but uh, I mean, I think Chase Edmonds, we've yet to see what he can do when put in that lead back role. Yeah. And he's only, well, he's 25. He's not, it's not the youngest, but I I would say that this year, next year, or the next three years is when you should expect him to, to peak. All right. Well, remember that info when we come back to the game later. Moving right along with news. Julian Edelman, or as Moose would like to refer to him, Julien Edelman <laughs> of the New England Patriots has announced his retirement. At first, the news broke. He failed his physical, and then he announced his retirement. I think it was there was some that that's a way for the Patriots to get out of something. I don't know, something shady, but no, it was it was a way to get Julian Edelman paid. Oh, it was a way to get him paid. Okay, yeah, because now he's, like he's eligible for the. Uh, I don't know, like you're injured on retirement plan. I don't remember, nice. I don't remember what it's called. Hey, good for him. He 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 earned it. He deserves it. So the big the big debate regarding Julian Edelman right now, well, I don't know if you guys want to get into it, is if he's a Hall of Famer or not. That's what's that's what the internet blew up on the internet. I know it's so his retirement. 
it's so sad. The man just retires and then people are essentially for him going to the Hall of Fame or against him. And they're they're like tainting his career in a sense. Like the man just retired. You're just like, oh, he's not as good as um, <laughs> as who are they saying? Um who are the comparisons like Heinz Ward and all these people, uh, all Antonio, these other rec- Antonio Brown. I think someone, uh, I saw that somewhere in there. I, I saw ones like compared to, um, yeah, they were comparing him to Reggie Wayne, like other retired receivers that mm-hmm. have better statistics than him. His. So, I mean, the man just retired, let him enjoy retirement I for know. at least like imagine, two weeks. Can you imagine like the same, the same sort of scenario at like an, an office setting. Yeah, I'm like oh, Marjorie is retiring today, and they got a little cake for her and a celebration, and then everyone starts chattering like, "Yeah, Marjorie's uh, she's pretty good, but uh, she's not as good as the administrator as Deborah." Let's be honest, you know. <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, well, what about Chris? Uh, what about Chris? Oh no, she pales in comparison to Chris." So I don't know. I don't know if she's going down in the uh, yeah, but I office office Hall of Fame. I, but I, Julian Edelman's not reading <laughs> these things. Like I'm sure he's enjoying retirement. People, well. First of all, it's like you just reti- you retire, then boom! All of a sudden, you're enjoying it, like sipping uh, pina yeah, coladas <laughs> on a beach somewhere. Yeah, but, but I'm sure he's for not sure on, reading it. He's aware. You I'm can't. I'm sure he's not on Twitter. Age, I'm sure he's not on Twitter reading some jabronis post about why he should not be in the Hall it's, of Fame. It's no, not no, no, just jabronis. It's yeah, everybody it's, starts talking it's about it. It's the sports. ESPN. It's, it's yeah, TSN. Everyone. It's it's everywhere. It's, uh, LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy came out and said, uh, you know, Julian Edelman's great and all. I don't want to rain on his parade, but he's not a Hall of Famer. And it was like, okay, settle down, LaShawn. Is that, you know, like, and last year, LaShawn, LaShawn McCoy, McCoy about- back to back Super Bowls. Yeah. Sports, <laughs> Illust- Sports <laughs> Illustrated put the side by side comparison. LaShawn McCoy has way more accolades than Julian Edelman. But let's let's just say that he will be a new- uh, because each team has their own kind of like Hall of Fame, I think. Or of they course. call it something else. So he'll the he'll Hall go, of Honor, the Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah. So he'll be there for the Patriots. He has one of the best statistics for a play uh, in when in the playoffs for a receiver. So I mean, the guy was old Mister Reliable for Brady. Has uh, that three, catch, three that Super catch. Bowls. He's had some epic catches, and I mean, in the I don't... in the in the in the comeback against the Falcons, you you guys remember it? He, oh yeah, I remember. I, everyone I, thought it was incomplete. Yeah. He just scooped it up, not before this it hit the ground. I remember. I I leaped off the couch, yelling that he caught it. I was. I think everybody had stopped watching. Everybody had stopped watching. I was the only person watching. Freaked out. Mm, you would. You would. Yeah. <laughs> I can. I can picture it. Anyways, that'll be a, a debate. A debate for the future, Julian Edelman Hall of Fame. But uh, in terms of fantasy, we'll miss him. We'll miss uh, prime Julian Edelman because he was so reliable. One of the best slot receivers in the league for sure. Um, anyways, that's one person. Mark it down. Everyone listening, don't draft him. He's retired. Him, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees. Write it down. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Anything else on Julian? And I joke because Moose almost accidentally posted his name as the French way. Julien. Uh, can we move on next uh, headline sure all right real quick um two quick ones corderell patterson our former chicago bear friend returner slash running back slash wide receiver that is no longer in chicago much to anthony chagrin has signed with the atlanta falcons who uh, you know it, it <clears throat> Is he their starting running back? Like, what, what do they got right now? They got him, they got Ito Smith, and they got no, Ryan no. Hill. They just released Ito Smith. Yeah. They released they re- him? Oh, yeah. well then. 
And they signed Mike Davis. Oh, sorry. Yes, Mike Davis. Yeah. My apologies. Wow, <laughs> Dave. I picked him up in Dynasty. My, my, my bad. Yeah. So Mike <laughs> Davis, and I guess Coral Patterson will back him up like he did David Montgomery this past season. And Eno yeah. Smith, who has never been really relevant, maybe for one game of his career, has finally mm-hmm. been released. So Okay, so that's that's decent. I guess it's decent for Atlanta. And they got a good returner. Corderell's, a, Corderell's one of yeah. There's not many. You don't see many returns. I mean, off kickoffs, you barely see them because it's it's touchbacks. But uh, off punts, you don't see a lot of, you know, it's not like the glory days with Devin Hester, another mm-hmm. Chicago Bear. So, but Cordell is pretty Who good. Who should go to the Hall of Fame as the best uh, special teams player of all time, maybe. Yeah, he had, he had like 14 uh, Nobody's gonna return beat stats. touchdowns. Yeah, it was like insane. Six, there, was, there was a couple seasons where touchdowns. if you kicked it to him, it it was like... 90% chance it's going to be a touchdown. And, and that Super Bowl against Indianapolis, when they started off the game with Hester running it back, I was like, this would be the best if they win, and they didn't. That would be amazing. He's the last, like, true kick return. Like, right now, because of the, the new rules, nobody's going to beat him. You would have to be a freak of nature to score as many touchdowns as he did on returns and punt, uh, kick returns and punt returns. Just doesn't happen. Just, exactly. Ain't going to happen. Crazy. Too bad. It went the way of the dodo bird. It's like fighters in the NHL, goons, like pure goons. That's gone and and kick returners in the NFL. I know. I saw a headline that they're bringing the goons back. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, there's way more fights this year than there. I know we're getting talking now, but way more fights this year than last year. And there's thinking maybe it's because of the divisions changing and the rivalries. For sure. If you play the same team 10 times, it's uh, things get heated, but we'll talk about that on our hockey podcast that we start. But for now, let's stick with football. (laughs) The other news that uh, I'd like to bring your attention is uh, Jadavian Clowney has signed with the Cleveland Browns for a one-year contract. So Cleveland's had quite the little off season here and we haven't talked about it much because they haven't made any additions to their offense. Their offense was already very good. A tremendous O-line, great running game. They, they played without Odell Beckham Jr. You might argue that they were better without him because they weren't trying to force feed him the ball. But anyways, uh, Baker May- Mayfield's adequate. They got Jarvis Landry. They got tons of tight ends. So they got they got the offense, and now their defense is pretty sharp. They got Miles Garrett, David Clowney. They brought in uh, John Johnson, Roman numeral three from the Rams, uh, Denzel Ward. They got a good little squad here. So quietly, I, I think currently they'd have to be the favorite to win the division next year. That's my take. What do you think? It's the Browns. I know, but the Browns they made the playoffs, beat the Steelers. It's still Baltimore. Even though Baltimore didn't really upgrade their offense, it's still Lamar Jackson. I, like He gives Cleveland a tough time, and you have to win within your division. And I, and I do believe Pittsburgh can possibly take one of their two matchups. So I just, I, I would put them, I would rank them second in the division. Mm-hmm. But like, Pittsburgh, if, if Roethlisberger plays well the first like two games and it doesn't look like he's lost a step, I might, I might uh, put them ahead. Pittsburgh's in a, a pickle. They're yeah. in a, a they're in a Pennsylvania pickle, Pittsburgh, because their O line is right now worse than last year, and last year it did not perform well. But they lost right. Mark, they lost Marquise Pouncey, they lost Villanueva. So their O line's kind of in tatters. So, so that's have, why I put Cleveland you know, second. Yeah, they got no running back. They're they they lost a couple pieces on defense. So Pittsburgh's in trouble. I, I think you got to watch out for Cleveland. You're right. Baltimore is they're always good. They're always good. Perennially good. They'll probably draft a couple good people, but watch out for those Browns. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Moose, any thoughts? You gave Anthony a weird look, but it made sense. Everything he was saying. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> now I just, I, I, for the Browns, I'll believe it when I see it. But we did see it last year. That's yeah, what we, they made the we playoffs. And they won a game. They won a playoff game. They, they won a they won a playoff game. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, that's not enough for me. <laughs> Two years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, exactly. Let, let's go back maybe, to the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to go back to At the least. playoffs, then I'll I'll start maybe agreeing with you guys. But uh, I think that's fair. I'm, I'm not there yet with the Browns. Yeah. Okay. So they even though they want a playoff game, it's not enough for you. So they did better than the. The Bears, the Titans, okay, well, it's the one, Washington, it's one Washington. Play, it's one better than the Seahawks, game. better than the Colts. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, hold on. What? When, when was the last time they won a playoff game, Dave? How many years? It was like 25 years or yeah, something. They crazy. win yeah. one playoff game, and that cancels out 25 years of disaster. No, I'm just saying this is where they are right okay. now. Okay. And I'm just saying last year, I was just naming teams that did not win a playoff yeah. game. Uh, I'll, uh, the playoffs. I'll believe it when I see it. Again, okay. maybe. Fair enough. Just because the Bears made the playoffs, I don't think they're gonna make it again next year. And they've been there way more than the freaking Cleveland Browns. No, Brown. they're not making it next year. <laughs> All right, guys, let's play this uh, this little game I've prepared here. So, with James Conner going to the Cardinals, we have yet another running back situation where was shrouded in uncertainty, where we kind of have two lead dogs. We're not sure if there's going to be a main starter or and a backup, or if they're both going to be kind of 1A, 1B situations. So I want to get your guys' input by playing a little Would You Rather and playing it with um, these running back situations where we have two guys and we're not sure who the starter's going to be. Okay. You guys ready? Did you yeah. pull up your notes? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. From uh, from our Slack. <laughs> all right. Okay, so the first one we already talked about. So we have all the background information, so I want to hear who would you rather have, or sorry, the game should be who finishes higher. Do you want to play who would you rather have or who finishes higher in your rankings? Oh, let's go with who would you rather have. Who would you rather have? That's better, eh, Anthony? Yeah, I agree. Okay, so who would you rather have in your team? James Conner or Chase Edmonds? James Conner. Chase Edmonds. I'm going to go with Chase Edmonds for the upside and the youth. Yep. Um, yeah. And the, the, and the health. The health. The health. The youth. The youth. And we already talked enough about it, so we don't need to get into any more details. Next, similar situation. So there was a vacancy in Arizona because Kenyon Drake from the Cardinals um, signed uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. So now we have Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake in Las Vegas. Who would you rather have on your squad? Jacobs. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. <laughs> I think I would go Josh Jacobs as well. Not excited about it, though. Not excited. Like, Kenny, with Kenny and Drake there, just uh, uh, just bothersome. But I think mm -hmm. Josh Jacobs, like, where would you draft him? Where would you be comfortable drafting Josh Jacobs? Oh, boy. As your second running back on your squad? You happy with him there? As the second? Yeah. Moose? It's uh, tough, huh? <laughs> it's tough. I, 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 I would still be fine with him as an RB1, I think. Really? Well, I, wouldn't be kind of I wouldn't be thrilled about it, but if I was in a situation where he came yeah. to me, then... Because mm -hmm. he's yeah. still young, and we know he's really talented, and I know it's just, I think Kenyon Drake is insurance. I don't think they really want to use him yeah. that much, but it's still... If it was Carlos Hyde, I'd be a little happier, but it's Kenyon Drake, so it's kind of like we know he still performs well, so it's kind of a little iffy, but... So I would, uh, and I would, I would say that Kenyon Drake... 
is the same argument you made in Arizona. The next best guy behind Josh Jacobs was uh, Devontae Booker. So I right. really, I just think Kenyon Drake comes in as a, as a better backup. I, I honestly don't think he's going to yeah. take that much away from Josh as Jacobs. insurance. Josh Jacobs, their guy, you know, they've invested yeah. in him. They run him. Yes. Yes. And no, though, there was, there was parts where you were left. So I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I hear you. But there were parts of the season where you're just like, why is Jacobs not in the game? Like, wh- why is Devontae Booker? Why is there was another one? There was a third back. Yeah, but that's yeah. But that's that's an Oakland thing. Like at times Las when Vegas, it should. But yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, Las Vegas. At times when it should have been given to to Josh Jacobs, uh, they dumped it off to um, what's his name? Uh, the Cowboys tight end uh, whose name I, is slipping me. Whitten. Oh, Jason. Uh, Witten. J- Jason Witten. And you're yeah. like, oh, shoot, I forgot he was even on this team. Or that's yeah, it. Yeah, as did everyone. They, <laughs> thought, they, they thought he was commentating in the, in the booth. <laughs> or they yeah, go I, to the uh, or they went to that fullback uh a few times. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. That that's what I'm saying. You can't even remember their names because they're they shouldn't be there, but they but, are. But I think some Alec have... Ingold. But it but uh, uh, Ingold. But the point I, the point I'm making is I, I don't think it's a Kenyon Drake thing. It's a no. it's a Las Vegas coaching decision thing. Like right. it was so then, so then if you're already a little bit concerned and I've, I've had Jacobs for two years in a row in our keeper league as my keeper, if you're concerned about how he, his usage with the Raiders and now you're bringing in an even better, more capable backup in Kenyon Drake, assuming he's just a backup, doesn't that add even more concerned? Yeah, but I'm, I'm not concerned. Okay. Moose is yeah. And, and you have to, you have to <laughs> look at his stats. Like he, he still had over a thousand yards. He had 12, TDs and his passing yards went up. So yes, okay, Kenyon Drake wasn't there last year, but a guy that's putting up those numbers, there's no way they're thinking of benching him. Like he hasn't shown signs. Like he's, no, he's not being benched. I just think his average yards was like 3.9, which is pretty low for where he was ranked fantasy wise. But the guy does 12 touchdowns. How, it's not what's his ranking? How did he, he does score touchdowns? What was his? Uh... Finish? How did he finish? RB he finished RB eight, RB eight, which is pretty good. So I I say like there's there's no way he gets not no way, but like that's the highest he could possibly get next year with Kenny Drake. It's not gonna be he's not gonna get more volume next year. So eight would be his absolute highest. So if you're drafting him as an RB one, that's I think that's the best but you're gonna get. He's he's gonna go in for the touchdowns. So touchdowns is how you make your not necessarily po- could be Drake. Drake's no, Drake's got a uh, nose for the end zone. I wouldn't say more than than Jacobs. I wouldn't say so. I tend to agree with Anthony on this one because Josh Jacobs is the smash it into the end zone back. Yeah, yeah he has been. We'll see. Uh, all right, but we all agree we'd rather have Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Okay. Next one, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I I put Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones Roman numeral two. Who would you rather have on your squad? But there's also Keyshawn Vaughn and I want nothing to do with the <laughs> who Buccaneers else did they sign? They had Giovanni Keyshawn Bernard Vaughn and as Giovanni the pass Bernard. catching back. Yeah. So uh, you don't want neither Fournette if you had to, had to gun to your head, Fournette or RJ two. Uh, no, I mean that's, if if you if you're concerned about <laughs> Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake, then you should not even be trying to 
decipher Tampa Bay's backfield. Right. They clearly want to do the same thing as last year. It's not like because Fournette played so well in the playoffs that they're like, oh, this is our guy now. They they signed Giovanni Bernard. They're going to roll with the three guys. And maybe even Keyshawn Vaughn might get in there a little bit. It's just that they want to confuse defenses. Well, they they 100% announced that they signed Gio Bernard because they want more uh, more passes out of the Because well, Frenette and like he wasn't the greatest catcher. He dropped a lot of balls. He, he was effective once he caught it, but he wasn't a great pass catcher. And neither is Ronald Jones or Ronald Two that Bruce Arians is certain of. And Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, he got rocked a couple times <laughs> in, in last year um, catching passes out of the backfield and just got destroyed. So that yeah, that's clearly they brought Geo in uh, to catch passes. So, but let's say there's got to be a round where you would draft one of these guys. So let's say you get to round ten of your draft and both are available. Mm. I mean, that's late. Um, I think I'd, uh, I think I'm digging Lambo Lenny. Lambo Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there we have it. Consensus. Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. I think. Man, it's tough. But I would. I think I would take RJ two. Ronald Jones. Roman numeral two. Rojo. I mean, I'm I'm tempted Rojo. to take Rojo. Ronald. Jo- I'm tempted to take Ronald Jones, but I feel like Bruce Arians could just as easily just pull him out and just be like, "Man, I'm sick of you." Yeah, he could. Like, but he's at least the younger Mac. I don't know. I feel like Fournette. I just don't think it matters. How much longer could Fournette keep rolling? I think uh, one one fumble and you're gone. Kind of thing. I, I don't know. I just there's too many there's too many backs there for them to just pull them in and out all over the place. Like Giovanni Bernard finished higher than Leonard Fournette in regular season fantasy. And that's because Mixon was hurt. Yeah. But, but still like to pass Leonard Fournette, who was there pretty much the entire season as the secondary back. Like I'm tempted to say Rojo too, because we knew last year that he was getting on the field first. Bruce Arian said that he was the guy. We just didn't know what was going to happen with the other guys this year. We don't know. It could be Leonard Fournette is the guy, the lead back and then everybody else. So I, I I mean, I'm going to stick with Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. I'm going to go down to the end of the list. Cause I want to save some of the other one, the, most exciting one or the, the most exciting remaining one for the end. Let's go to a couple of juniors. Darrell Henderson Jr. Okay. LA Rams backing up uh, for the LA Rams backing up Cam Akers we assume or Jeff Wilson Jr. for the San Francisco 49ers who was very capable last year when he came in through injury and he's maybe backing up Raheem Mostert in San Francisco. So which junior would you rather have on your team? <sighs> God, which junior um, backup? Henderson. I'm gonna go Henderson. Yeah, I'm gonna go Henderson. But in terms of opportunity, it's Jeff Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just like Henderson as a back more? Well, I mean, in terms of the better player, I'm going yeah. Darrell Henderson. But mm-hmm. Raheem can't play a full season, so Jeff Wilson's probably going to get more opportunities. And Tevin Coleman's gone from San Francisco. Tevin yep. Coleman's gone. We might see more Jermichael Hasty. We might see Jermichael Hasty, but it seems like there's fewer backs than in years past where there's been like yeah. five or six. So I think even if Raheem Mostert's healthy, Jeff Wilson's going to see he's going to see uh, a fair amount of action. It's possible. Yeah. I think so. I think I would go, man, <laughs> this is tough. Uh, I, I think honestly, I'm going to go Jeff Wilson. This- I'm going to go Jeff Wilson Jr. 
I'd rather have opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity. Could there's a more, there's like easier pathway to being a starting running back than Darrell Henderson Jr. Cause Cam Akers is man. He's going to, he's just going to take over that backfield. I think. All right. Next one. The Miami dolphins. <laughs> this is another two, two running backs on the same team currently. And if no one else is brought in the running back room, you guys got to tell me who's going to be the starting running back miles Gaskin or Malcolm Brown, who was signed from the LA Rams. Gaskin by a landslide. Yeah. Gaskin. Okay, so you would rather have Gaskin, and he's for sure the top yeah. guy? Okay. Yeah. All right, just making sure. I think I would like Gaskin as well. He was good last year. There's also Salvan Ahmed, right? Yep. In that backfield? Yeah. Un, yeah. Uh, UD, UDFA. No Patrick Laird? Is Patrick uh, Laird out of the equation? I don't know. At least he didn't get cut <laughs> like the other two, uh, like one of the players that you guys uh, said would finish ahead of him. <laughs> we're, all, we're all wrong sometimes. <laughs> All right, last one. This one's interesting, particularly um, for, well, I want to say Moose for dynasty purposes, but for all of us. Jamal Williams, who is now on the Detroit Lions, formerly with the Green Bay Packers, or A.J. Dillon, who is still on the Green Bay Packers. Who would you rather have on your squad? This is a good one. Probably Jamal Williams, but honestly, either one. Either, if to me they're the exact same. Yeah, there's you got to keep in mind too. There's three people in Detroit. Yeah, the, the like the well, downs who, the downside I mean, for Jamal Williams is he's playing in Detroit. Yeah, that is the and, downside. And who's, the, sw- who's the third right now? Is Adrian Peterson coming back? Carry on Johnson. Or carry on. Yeah. But still, yeah, he yeah. was only drafted what two three years ago, so he's I guess the oldest of the bunch. But no, I Jamal mean, Williams would be older. But not, but Jamal Williams is—he's not like run down, you know. He—he doesn't—he—he's never had that uh, uh, lead back role where he's getting the bell cow back, where he's getting tons of work. So he still looks pretty fresh to me. But I think Jamal Williams is a bit older. He had it for—he had it for one year. Carry on Johnson. What? He had it for one year, and then like he's not a lot of wear and tear. He was a rookie, and then they drafted DeAndre Swift the next year. Yeah. Okay. I, I was just saying that Jamal Williams is the oldest, but he—but he's not. I think. But he doesn't have like tons of wear and tear on his on his body. Yeah, and he, about carry on. based on his stats, he's he's far and away the better back. Yeah, yeah. C- compared to Carry on Johnson, hey, where yeah. he looked, yeah, fantastic. And DeAndre Swift, there's DeAndre Swift with the Lions. Well, I mean, yet to be seen. Like DeAndre Swift looked really good in in moments last year, but you know, let's see how they use him full time. I'm not discrediting him. I think he's going to be a fantastic talent. But let's see, let's see what they do. Obviously, Matt Patricia didn't know how to unlock it initially. So let's see, uh, you know, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And if I, who would I rather have on my team, Jamal Williams or AJ Dillon? Man, this is a tough one. I think I lean AJ Dillon on the chance that if Aaron Jones does miss time, because Green Bay, we got to remember, Green Bay is very conservative with protecting their players. So Aaron Jones like tweaked something. And then he sat for three games. So, you know, you don't even need to be like super injured for AJ Dillon to all of a sudden have starting role numbers and opportunities. So I think I, I lean that way because there's only the two of them right now, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. And for the upside, he's only a second year guy could could be. Could I, break through. I see it like this. 
based on how Green Bay ended the season last season, AJ Dillon mm-hmm. is the answer to that problem. He's going to smash it in on those five yards, five yards to the end zone. If if the coach calls that play, <laughs> but I think that's what his is. You know, that's how he's. Oh, gonna, the the answer to the red zone. The red. That's zone how he's going to make his bread and butter. He's going to get those five yeah. yards. Well, for even that. better. Even better. That's he's going to be like the. Have, uh, is he'll like, have usage. At- he's going to be like how the Patriots used uh, Legarrette Blunt to smash Legarrette Blunt, and Mike Gillisley, 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 Gillisley. Yeah, so so you're saying Moose, he's AJ Dillon's going to have relevance even outside of uh, bar outside of an Aaron Jones injury. Aaron Jones could be healthy the whole year, and AJ Dillon might still be relevant. So yeah, I think to me, <laughs> just helps my case. I'm taking AJ Dillon. And uh, whenever it snows, yes, whenever AJ Dillon, there's the super bad weather. <laughs> yeah, because he was a beast in the snow. That's true. All right, cool. That wraps up the game, guys. Those are uh, these are. I hope you listeners are listening because this is. You might be thinking these aren't super sexy names. These aren't top guys. We're not talking McCaffrey and Cook and Saquon and Derek Henry. But this this is the nitty gritty. This is how you're going to win your draft. Your league is knowing these deeper running backs, the backup running backs, the situations where there's a committee or a one A one B, and and knowing who you want to snag from these guys, these late later rounds or mid round guys. That's what you want to pay attention to. So as you start to prepare for next season, write these names down and and you form your own opinions on which of these guys you like more. Listeners going to listen, Dave. Listeners got to listen. Talkers got to talk. Walkers got to walk. I don't know what that is, but let's move on to the next segment. Are we ready, gentlemen? Uh, Who's introducing it? I guess I, I'm introducing it. They I, said it. I believe. On Reddit. <laughs> They said it on Reddit. It gets better every time. It's you say that, but can it? Oh yeah, it, it does. Okay, L- <laughs> listeners called in. They told me. Okay, oh. so uh, this week or this episode, our they said it on Reddit comes from user just underscore Daniel Six. He says hi. My league that uh, I'm in are discussing switching to a keeper league since we've had the same group for around six years and we're looking to try out something new. So my questions are, how exactly how exactly does a keeper league uh, work? I understand that you give up draft picks based on your keeper's original round. Uh, so do you just forfeit the round? Are there some other basic rules that I need to be aware of? Uh, if there are any good links where I can do a bit of research please let me know. I took a little bit of liberty on that last sentence because uh, I felt Gra- like it. Grammatical. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so, uh, so. Uh, Why don't you the- explain, explain our keeper? When he yeah, goes. that's it. So for you listeners that have been following us, you know that one of our main leagues is a keeper league, a two player keeper. Uh, the way that we do it is the two players, each team decides to keep. We just, those are our first round and second round picks. And then we just start with whatever players are left available. We start essentially at third round. Um, and then we tried to change that uh, rule. Uh, we tried to change that draft style to the standard one, which uh, was mentioned briefly in the, in the question, which uh, I don't know, Dave, you want to go, go a little yeah, bit I more into a, it? I think a lot of keeper leagues will, um, we'll do it as such. You you can choose any two keepers from your team, but then you lose the draft pick 
from where they were drafted in the previous season. So let's say Kamara was Alvin Kamara is one of your keepers. He's a first round pick. You don't get your first round pick. Everybody else picks that round. And this, this I think is a pretty fair way to do it. And also makes it interesting who you might keep. Cause let's say you have uh, chase Edmonds and he was uh, only drafted in round 13 last year. And you think, no, no, forget James Connor. Chase Edmonds is going to be a number one guy. You might keep him in thir- in the 13th round. And then you have your first round pick to pick somebody. Now, the only, the only issues I saw, we proposed this to our league. Uh, the only issue I foresaw was if, for example, let's say the year Lamar Jackson was picked in like, round 14 before he broke out me and me, then me. yeah by anthony and he won a championship so then that next year anthony could keep lamar jackson in the 14th round which is fine that's great he 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 nabbed somebody and, and he broke out but then the following season does he still get to keep him as a 14th round pick or should it be readjusted based on AD? the next year well that's yeah. it or if, for example he's talking about alvin Kamara. Yeah. The year I wavered him in week three or four. Way back when, yeah. Before he broke up. Yeah. Thank you. So I think if thank you, you Adrian Peterson. So <laughs> so I like I like the draft pick. You lose you lose a draft pick where they were drafted the previous season, but I think it should be readjusted for ADP. So it should be based on the last the previous season's ADP. That's average draft position. So you can't, you know, Anthony wouldn't get to keep keeping Lamar Jackson every year for a 14th round pick for the first year. Sure. But then the next year should be readjusted. Where was he drafted? Average, average ADP was in the second round. You lose your second round pick, that type of thing. The other way you can keep it simple as we do and just take two keepers, your top two, and then you start the draft as if kind of, as if it's uh, the third round and you go, but it does make whoever gets those early picks in, in round three, a pretty big advantage. So that's something to be aware of. So you want to uh, make sure you have a creative and fair way to do your your draft positions. Yeah. And we're not sponsored by Sleeper or anything, but I will say that if you're looking to get cute with your uh, keeper rules or how you, you want to set that up, Sleeper does have a lot of options for that. So if it's that's something that you yeah, it's very easy as well. Um, if you don't understand something, they're very responsive. If you message them um, via email or Twitter. So I know we struggled a little bit with it on Yahoo. It wasn't very user friendly. Yeah, it's just way way more user friendly because even when you're doing mock drafts, Sleeper will show you everybody's yeah. keepers uh, at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. So you can uh, you know you can mock draft away and and. You know, as if the yeah, as if as if you're actually doing a mock draft with keepers. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very convenient, and then you can just save that draft with the keepers, and just keep reusing it for mock drafts for mock. It's like a it's cheat pretty sheet. sweet. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So yeah, we recommend uh, keepers are fun. Keepers are fun. It's kind of a halfway point between dynasty and redraft. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great idea for a league. Uh, was it just? Just Daniel six, just Daniel six, just Daniel six. Great idea. You're thinking, you're thinking, well, I say, go for it. Make sure you establish some rules ahead of time, obviously. And then make sure everyone, if they've been there for six years, they're probably all committed. Um, but maybe have some sort of exit strategy at the end. Be like, well, we have a vote at the end. If people liked it or, or not, you have a vote to see if you want to continue doing keeper or go back to redraft or maybe go full dynasty. 
maybe start a second league, you know, <laughs> just go all, all in. But uh, just Daniel six, if you have more questions, we would be very happy to answer them. And uh, this goes out to all our listeners as well. You can send us an email at 3bfantasypod at gmail.com or uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. 3B Fantasy Pod is our handle. Yeah. And just Daniel Six, maybe one of those questions will be who to keep. So you can throw those our way. Once you guys decide your keeper format, let us know what you decided. And then uh, you can get the inside track. Actually, well, you want to be fair if you're the, you're the commissioner. So let all your friends and everyone in the league have a listen, but uh, we'll be happy to answer who we would keep if we were in the same position. Those are fun. Those are always fun to answer. Would you rather? Who would you keep? Would you rather? So much fun. All right, guys. Well, you already know I'm Hydro Man today. Been drinking agua, and it's empty. I chugged it. It's gone. It's warm. It's, it's so warm. It's so warm in Victoria. 20 degrees today. I got a little bit sunburned. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. Uh, I can't. A little bit of sun. You it, can. Rained, uh, it rained all day here. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, getting, it's getting the the grass green, so it's uh, not the worst. Mm-hmm. We had a few warm days as well. We did nice. all week. It was twenty two degrees, mm-hmm. and this is in Celsius for our American listeners. They might be like, "Holy smokes, it's cold in Canada." What do you do? You just double that down for Fahrenheit? I'm kidding. It you time you know you multiply by one point eight and then add thirty two. So it would be twenty degrees. Would be sort of like seventy two ish. Hmm. which is nice it's nice it's starting to get nice quite um, oh, wait, Dave, how many fahrenheit's did you say it was well if i had to guess it'd be more like 69.9 hey fahrenheit. not bad 71.6 yeah. okay 71.6 yeah so that was close my first one was closer actually but yeah yeah do you know how many do you know how many kelvin it would be <laughs> <laughs> 295 that's great thanks <laughs> Man, it was a scorcher. 295 Kelvin outside today. <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh, scientists walking around with their lab coats. <laughs> um, unlike you, I'm not having a water. And as promised, I did finally finish my Paps Blue Ribbon. Not a boy. I am now drinking a Dos Equis Cerveza. He's not the most interesting man in the world. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Just I don't always podcast, but when I do, I do. So I'm, I'm also not the most interesting man in the world because I mm-hmm. have uh, Heineken. Can we get a, a head count? A can count on the uh, fake I will. Next, 50 pack? Next episode, I will get a head count on the 48 pack. I'm still so shook that it's just two two fours because I've seen those in Costco. The two two fours together. It's not a real... It's not a 50 pack. I know. I was rounding not, up. Yeah. You know, if they if you can I round know. up a penny, I, I thought I'd round up the 50 pack. You really got me shot. I thought it was a I thought it was a special 50 case. I was picturing those cool like Pentagon style cases, you know. I remember when uh when Pirates of the Caribbean came out, um Sleemans did a 50 pack pirate chest. And 25 oh, of them were yes. silver cans and 25 of them were gold cans. Oh, and it, it was like a pirate chest. You'd open it up and it looked like a big bounty of treasure. Well, that's just cool. We, uh, we definitely bought uh, two or three of those and took them up to the cottage. Mm-hmm. Two or three. Mm-hmm. Nice. I it like was that. a lot. I remember there being a lot. I, I believe it. I believe uh, it. There was a lot of <laughs> booty as a pirate might say. It, mm, that's treasure for a pirate. That's pirate lingo. Yeah. Pirate, pirate, yeah. 
All right, guys, anything, uh, show recommendations, uh, speaking of Pirates of the Caribbean, you know? I haven't watched, you know what? It's an old movie, but I really enjoyed it. I don't want to, I'll, I'll say who the main character is, but the, the villain is also a pretty uh, big name, but I'm not going to say. Uh, it's a Clint Eastwood movie called In the Line of Fire. Mm. Ooh. And uh, it's weird because Clint Eastwood has a, a weird romance in it. It's, it's very awkward. But the movie itself <laughs> is, uh, it's really good. It's a, fun, yeah, okay. it's a fun, suspenseful movie. Why is the romance weird? Oh, because Clint, Clint's like, he looks pretty old at this point. And but he, he sounds like, like a very young, very yeah. young thing. It's it's just it feels weird. They yeah, should have dyed so, his hair or something. Clint, Clint Eastwood did look so like badass. he looked like thirty. He like just he's one of those guys who just jumped ages. Like he was always like looked thirty, and then he looked sixty, and then he looked a hundred. He just there was no in between. It was like thirty, sixty, hundred. That's it. Yeah, yeah. But I'd I'd also, it was good. I remember getting a little text from Moose. Uh, I guess you did continue watching Invincible. I did. Uh, and then you wrote that escalated quickly. And it did. It mm. did. So, so I got to get on it. Yeah. Invincible's on Prime. Prime. Yeah. I haven't okay, watched cool. episode two yet, cool. but um, I'll get to it. Oh, it I'll escalated quickly in episode one. Oh, yeah. Like the last oh, one. Oh, so originally you didn't finish the episode. No, no, no. That's, oh. that's the whole thing. You're giving me a hard time because you're like, oh, you didn't even watch the end. So I, I was like, all right, well, better watch the end so I can see what Anthony was talking about. And the, the, in the last five minutes of the episode, it's like zero to 100. <laughs> so it's uh, kind of took a Clint Eastwood turn. Exactly. Boom. Yeah, exactly. It's 100. It went from 30 year old Clint Eastwood to in the line of fire Clint Eastwood. Oh, man, <laughs> it's dramatic, dramatic change. <laughs> all right, cool. Anything else? Words of wisdom before we sign off? Um, I don't think so. We we should come up with a creative piece of wisdom to just always say. Oh, just like a go-to wisdom? Yeah. Keep keep your hat on when you're in the sun. 295 <laughs> Kelvin. When it's over 295 Kelvin, wear sunscreen. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.